Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I have a feeling that most of y'all have a hundred things pulling you in 200 different directions or something along those lines. So thank you for spending a little bit of time here with me. I will try and use it wisely. Nothing much on the homestead. It's a little cooler. Uh, which is nice. However, some creature has improvised a way to get around the cages that we put around our spinach and Brussels sprouts and kale in the garden. And they're doing a good job of finishing off the damage that the other creatures hadn't done yet. So we're going to have to work on some rodent slash pest prevention measures for the spring. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the hope that you gave us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the peace that you offer through him that no matter what pain physical or emotional what heartache what despair loneliness sadness anger no matter what it is that we're going through in this life we can trust you and cling to your son and the hope of eternal life with you, Father, and your son, Jesus Christ. God, our country, Father, please, and God, my words here today. In your son's name we pray, amen. Got a, we'll probably do some more of these Thanksgiving podcasts, maybe even next week, just to finish off the month of November. We'll see. Uh, but we're going to do a, a couple here uh, over the next two days that I really, well, I look forward to them all, so. We're going to start with one from Washington from 1789, October the 3rd, 1789, City of New York. A copy of this proclamation was sent to the executives of the states by the president in a brief form letter. 
this form was recorded in the letter book in the Washington papers. I just lost it. There we go. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have, by their joint committees, requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November next, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted, for the civil and religious liberty which we are blessed, and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and in general, for all the great and various favors which he hath pleased, been pleased, to confer upon us. And also, that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness unto us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. This was the first 
National Thanksgiving Day proclamation under the Constitution. A lot here. Uh, a couple things that really jump out at you, or at least jump out at me. I enjoy reading this each year. One, he's he's obviously Lord of Lord and ruler of nations, right? Um, He's talking about God, the Father of Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if you have any doubt of that, you can go back and listen to some of the podcasts that we've done on George Washington's personal prayer book that he wrote himself. Uh, but so that's that's the first, you know. And, and you look at the date, 1789. And this was under the Constitution. You don't see any separation of church and state here. And you see a leader who is humbly turning to God to seek guidance and wisdom. You notice he says both in public and private, right? Whether in public or private stations to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually and to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws. So you have this statement here in this Thanksgiving proclamation from 1789 after the Constitution was ratified by the first president of our nation talking about the fact that we need God not only in our private life to help us execute the responsibilities that we have as husbands or wives, fathers or mothers, sons or daughters, sisters or brothers, but that we have a responsibility in our public lives in our professions, in our business, in our politics, in our politicians, in our military, law enforcement, whatever it is, whatever institution it is, our public life, senator, representative, judge, justice, we have a responsibility to follow God, to look to Him, to make wise laws, just laws, It reminds some of y'all probably of the Bible verse from Micah. You know, what does the Lord require of you but to walk humbly, to love, mercy, to act justly. I said that out of order, but y'all, those of y'all that know it, understand. And those of y'all that don't, that's what God tells us to do, right? To love mercy, to act justly, right? You can't, this idea today, there's a, and, and this really plays into the hand of the left. You see it in how the criminals are kind of allowed to run amok in leftist cities today. Not kind of, but really allowed to run amok. Uh, the lack of prosecution for the criminals that come across the border illegally. Um, just the list kind of goes on and on. But it comes from this idea of, of mercy without justice. 
You know, you, you hear that a lot, especially when you hear people on the left try and kind of berate Christians and conservatives. Well, you're supposed to follow this Bible, and it tells you to show grace and mercy, but you don't seem to be following it very well. Well, there's no reason to have mercy if there's not justice. You have to have justice. You talk to anybody that has been an alcoholic or cheated on their spouse or stolen, laundered money that believes in Jesus Christ, there's forgiveness from Christ. There's eternal forgiveness, folks, but there are earthly consequences for our actions here. And that's part of what Washington's talking here about to be a constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws. Discreet discreetly, right? Like you don't need a whole lot of interference from the government. And faithfully executed and obeyed. And so you see, one of the reasons that I like this National Day of Thanksgiving is, is because of that, because it, it just blows this complete lie of separation of church and state out of the water early on, right? One of the other things that you see here in a couple different places, right, that we may all unite in rendering unto him, God, our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the war. Uh, and it goes on, there's, right, but the established constitutions of government, particularly the national one now lately instituted. So the protection comes from God. The blessings come from God. The ability to set up our constitutions, including our national one, came from God. You, you have to know that if the founders saw how vilely our Supreme Court would act in the 20th century, that they would have explicitly added God and Jesus Christ to the national constitution. Because see what a lot of people don't know, some of y'all are listening that haven't listened in the past right now are kind of, you're wondering, some of y'all are rolling your eyes and some of y'all are going, well, is that really true? But our state constitutions, and we've done a number of podcasts on this this year, our state constitutions explicitly talked about God and Jesus Christ. And there was a feeling at the national level that that adding anything else to the national constitution would have been, A, been redundant, and B, it would have stepped on the political toes of, of the states because that was in the purview of the states, if you will. It wasn't that they didn't want God and Jesus Christ involved. They didn't want godly men, and all you have to do is go back and look at some of the comments of these people. You look at Washington, the way he acted. He took his first oath of office, you know, kissing the Bible at the end of it, humbling himself before God. You look at John Jay, the first Supreme Court Chief Justice, who said that it was not only our privilege, but our duty to elect Christian men to rule, who ruled in the fear of God. You look at Chief Justice, or not Chief Justice, but Justice Joseph's story talking about the fact that the Constitution wouldn't have been ratified if the people thought that it was going to denigrate or attack Christianity. 
Uh, and there's a number of other examples. But so the blessings that we have as a nation, the mercies that he's given us, the interpositions of his providence, his grace, his blessing, getting over the Revolutionary War, the tranquility and union and plenty that we've enjoyed since the end of the war, right? The constitutions, the particularly the national one, the civil and religious liberty with which we're blessed, and the ability to acquire and diffuse knowledge, right? Education. All of this stuff goes back to where, according to Washington? It goes back to God. We can't have any of it without God. You're not going to have liberty and freedom, and we see that today. Look at the states of our schools. Look at the state of our nation. Look at the state of our marriages. Look at the lack of, of true or the, the amount of freedom and liberty that we're losing. And so the sad thing is how much we're losing because we've turned away from God. But the really encouraging thing about this Thanksgiving proclamation when you look at it is when our nation has really been in dark times. And right around it, right? So this was right after the Revolutionary War. It was still extremely fresh in their mind. We have turned to God. And He's heard us. And He's taken care of us. And, and that's no guarantee that He will this time. We may have gone too far. There's, there's, there was a huge penalty to pay for the Civil War and slavery. There's going to be an even greater penalty, because the evil is greater, of abortion. And... and we may not have paid that blood debt yet. I, I kind of doubt we have. I imagine that that's part of the reason that we're going to end up walking into a third civil war. And it's going to be horrible beyond anything that any of us alive can imagine. Uh, except for probably a few World War II survivors. But, but again, the encouraging thing is, regardless of whether God allows us to save this nation or not, if we turn our individual souls over to him by having faith in his son as the son of God who he raised from the dead, then we have eternal life. We have salvation through that. We have the promise of eternity with happiness and joys and, and things we can't even comprehend. But, again... Uh, he has taken care of us in the past. He brought us through the Revolutionary War, brought us through the Civil War, brought us through World War One and Two, right? And so there's definitely reason to hope. Uh, and this, this is encouraging, this Thanksgiving proclamation. Probably the last thing, because we're running out of time here, and we could really talk about this for a while, though, is the very beginning of this Thanksgiving proclamation, whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. We have a responsibility, folks, to acknowledge God, to be grateful for His benefits as a nation, not just as peoples, but as a nation. And the, the kicker here, the real kicker is to obey His will. You know, in the military, 
unless you just know that the order given is outright uh, in being wrong, if you know it's a treasonous order or something like that, you don't you don't question orders. You just obey them. Yeah, because you're trained that way. But you don't know everything that your commanding officer knows. And so your job is to do what he tells you and to trust that he's doing the best he can to accomplish the mission and to take care of you. And, and we need to look at God a lot more like that and trust that he knows way more than we do and is doing what is best for us and the nation and just in general. God bless y'all, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Looking forward to it.